Hello, welcome to another special episode of Hit or Miss Star Trek. I'm DK. Joining me that way is uh, my esteemed co-host Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello there. Nice <laughs> Sorry, wrong franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and today, it's as I say, it's another special episode following on from my Dave Blass interview last time. This time, we are speaking to Noah Averback Cats. Now, viewers will know him obviously from Discovery Season Three, and. More recently, players from Star Trek Online will know him as Ray Yeet. So, yeah, we spoke to him earlier, and this is what's come from it. Uh, yeah, just to uh, clarify as well, we did briefly talk to Noah um, offline, partly because I forgot to press record. That's on me. I apologize. Um, so just to fill you in as the audience, um, the, the couple of questions that we missed that Noah did uh, answer were just what kind of got him uh, starting with acting, to which he just said he was kind of rode along on a wave and uh, there was no one incident. We asked him what got him into Star Trek and he mentioned it was just watching episodes with his mum uh, and he didn't yeah. have a choice and he was dragged along to conventions. Yeah, uh, him and his friends. Yeah, uh, and DK asked what is what was his first episode. He couldn't remember, but he said he thought it was probably an episode of Next Gen, uh, which is fair enough. Um, and we just mentioned what was it like feeling, what what did it feel like to be part of the Star Trek universe now? Um, and he just said that um, it was obviously everything you would have thought, but also the main takeaway he had was meeting David Ajala, who plays a uh, book on Discovery, because he shared most of his scenes with him. And he said he learned a lot from him and, uh, you know, a lot about acting, acting on TV, and uh, they struck up a kind of friendship. So we do reference back to that, I think, a couple of times in the bulk of the interview. Uh, so apologies for missing those first, like, two or three minutes. <laughs> yeah, apologies for the technical issues, but let's be honest. We're a couple of podcasters, and we were just geeking out. So, you yeah. know, bear with us. <laughs> Yes, so don't mind my sycophantic uh, <laughs> praise either at the very end, but uh, ah, what the heck, I met somebody who I love watching on uh, TV, so there you go. <laughs> so without further yeah. ado, I'm going to cross over to DK of the Future Slash Past uh, for the questions, and uh, yeah, here we are, uh, the two of us interviewing Noah Averbatkat. Uh <laughs> Are there any other influences that you draw for the role, either in or out of the Star Trek fold, as it were? I, I just tried to watch David Ajala uh because he's really good at <laughs> acting and so i try to copy everything he did and and just sort of let him i you know we did so many of our scenes together and just kind of let him guide me in terms of like the energy of the scenes but also like how to approach this style of television show uh and also just about being excited to be there being excited to be acting and doing all this crazy stuff we got to do um yeah, I basically he was he was my other main influence. He was my modern influence uh, on set, and he was just such a great a great scene partner. Oh, fantastic! That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, what was my question? I was just going to say, I, for me, I think you made such an impact in the third season of Discovery that I was kind of shocked when I read that you were in three episodes. I know. It felt like more. <laughs> um, uh, to me, it felt like more anyway, and I remember. Um, you know, spoiler alert, I was really devastated when your character met his end. And I remember mm. thinking, there's no way this is the last we're seeing of this guy. It's gonna be like this dude is after. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a more dead character. In Star Trek. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm 
fairly convinced Rin's dead, but I had a feeling it might be a Kenneth Mitchell situation and they might bring you back as another alien, maybe. Oh, or I don't know. Or... You know, it's tough because, uh, I mean, honestly, it's like, uh, you know, they shoot in Toronto, so they can only hire a certain number of American actors. And oh, okay. most of those actors are series regulars. So it's like, it's this weird puzzle piece thing where you have to like, you get like one or two other American actors. So I was lucky enough to be one of those people in season three, but having that line up again is pretty tricky. So it probably isn't going to happen, uh, oh, you shit. know, as they, they move towards like the sort of twilight of the show. Um, yeah. But, uh, but you know, anything's possible. And would you do it if you were asked? <laughs> well, what do you think? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Nice one. Since then, I mean, you've been a regular player on the Discord as uh, D and D. Can mm. you tell us about how you became involved in that? Yeah, well, when we were up there, when they were shooting season four, uh, it was like November 2020. It was pre-vaccine, and like it was super locked down in Canada, so much so that the cast wasn't hanging out with each other outside of sets. So it was a really, it's just a crappy time to be doing anything for anyone. I think anyone anywhere was having a bad time around then, especially in the winter when you couldn't go outside. And me and a bunch of the castmates, I, I, I had been playing D&D with my like friends and I had wanted to kind of bring that in. And I mentioned it to Anthony and I mentioned it to Blue and they both sort of were like, it's happening, we're doing this. And so we just sort of started playing on our own Uh on the weekends, which was just such like a necessary time for us to get to hang out because we couldn't hang out at all. Um, and then we sort of transitioned to like streaming it, which has been really, really fun. And this great little community has popped up around it. It's been hard as, as season five starts to shoot now, you know, we've had to take these kind of breaks, or whatever, but we're trying to get back to it with more regularity, but it's been so, so much fun just to get a chance to really hang out with my friends and play games with them, you know, and, and bring a bunch of other people into the fold as well, who we've gotten to meet in real life at conventions and stuff. It's just been an absolute blast. Awesome. Um, yeah, related to something you were saying earlier, you'd mentioned uh, that um, one of your biggest influences was David Ajala. And uh, kudos, by the way, on befriending a Brit, because that's always great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've noticed around social media that you guys have a bit of a friendly rivalry going on with like finding each other's <laughs> characters, figures at conventions and things. Um, and I was just wondering how that got started. When was the first shot fired in this little war between you two? Oh, man. He's just such a great dude. He's just got such a great attitude. He's just so much fun. You know, all you British people can really take a joke until you can't anymore. Yeah. So it's just great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just love seeing him. You know, I feel like whenever I get to see him, it's just like a great moment to reconnect. I sort of just go back to those good times we shared on set. He's really intelligent about not just acting but career building about like industry stuff and it's just so interesting and and uh satisfying to pick his brain about how he approaches this stuff how he has built his life what his plans for the future are and so i just feel i just feel really comfortable around him and he you know he's one of those guys who he knows everybody, everybody knows him, everybody's happy to see him, everybody likes him. And so you just sort of, for somebody who, you know, 
brings a bit of a more uh, New York American sensibility, which is like, don't talk to me, leave me alone, get away from me. <laughs> uh, it's it's nice to drift in his wake uh, of that, and and we just kind of keep that going on Twitter as well. Yeah, that's fair enough. Cool. Yeah, nice one. I'm sure he'll, he'll love to hear that. Sing me praises. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. I won't tweet it though. <laughs> I've been looking at your Kickstarter, uh, Type 1, and it's a fascinating yes. project. Uh, obviously, it touches upon a subject that rarely features in these types of stories, and obviously, it's something very dear to your heart. What initially gave you the idea? What initially gave me the idea? I was working on a play in Baltimore, and we had a deaf actress named Trishel Edmonds, who's really wonderful and was sort of gracious enough to peel back the curtain a little bit for me to look at what like the deaf community is like and just getting a chance to peek inside that world and how complex and also how vital it is really highlighted for me how necessary it is for people with disabilities but also how much of a dearth of like a I mean, there, <clears throat> there are a lot of communities in the diabetes world, but they're very spread out. They're very online and there aren't a lot of things to like anchor them. And I just started thinking about, you know, a lot of the time things that can anchor communities are media, you know, some sort of art of, of any kind, you know, not just film. Uh, so, so I started bouncing some ideas around in my head and then the pandemic started. That was, you know, March 2020 and I just sat down for two weeks and wrote this script and then over the next two years slowly moved towards launching the Kickstarter and then shooting it and getting the team and we, we actually have it shot uh, we have our second uh, rough cut of it done and we're bringing in music and it's 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 chugging along you know there was um, some some COVID hiccups, which which sort of threw a pretty big wrench in the streamline of it, but it is still happening. You know, it's still still moving forward, um, and I need to start uh, rewarding people on Kickstarter. You know, because people showed up, and it's it's coming on time for me to start sending out some <laughs> stickers and pins and videos and stuff. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to getting to getting getting started on that, and and ultimately getting people, you know, giving people a chance to check out this movie. What we'll do, we'll put a, uh, a description. Uh, we'll put a link in the description so sure. people can check it out. Can they still contribute? The Kickstarter is done, but it's like a good place to figure out what the project's all about and you know, kind of figure out how to go from there. Nice one. Uh, and with regards to that, uh, are you involved at the minute in any charity work? If so, well, again, we'll put that in the description. Yeah, I, I'm partnered with a charity called T1 International, which actually has a headquarters in England. Um, they uh, don't take money from pharmaceutical companies, which is a really big deal here in the States. And they basically help uh, communities either here in the States, they do it state by state or around the world. They have like different branches and like help them facilitate uh, lawmaking efforts, essentially. Uh, and, and they're a great organization. They're sort of... Um, partnered with the film as well so so t1 international it's just a really really fantastic organization fantastic yeah if you if you send me the link afterwards we'll make sure, sure it goes in the description so people sure. can uh, follow up on it 
definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I encourage everybody to check out um, Noah's Twitter and just everybody from Star Trek Discovery does a lot of great activism. So definitely, <laughs> look around at all of those uh, linked sort of accounts of uh, Blue Del Barrio, Ian Alexander, Anthony Rapp, uh, Wilson Cruz. <laughs> we all know the, the names. So yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, speaking of which, you, you already mentioned uh, kind of your main scene partner in Discovery was David Ajala, um, but as the world's most rabid Superman fan, I have to ask <laughs> what it was like working with Janet Kidder. <laughs> with Janet. Oh my God. That's so funny. Janet's awesome, man. She's just like, she was just in it, you know, she was just like, absolutely. She's just, she's just like one of those people who is just like an actress through and through, you know what I mean? Like absolute professional has so clearly been like on a million bajillion sets uh yeah we didn't get to spend a huge amount of time together we, i think we really just did that last my very last scene together but i i was so great and it was also nice to get to do something opposite who was also uh, somebody who was also in prosthetics too because yeah. we could both sort of be like how are you doing over there and it's like not good <laughs> <laughs> feeling green feeling blue yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Cool. Um, and the other uh, part of this question I was going to ask is, I don't know if you know that you've uh, you've taken off as a bit of a meme in the Star Trek community, uh, and I'm just going to try and share this here. So how does it feel to be known? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> I know all about that. To be... You know, I, I, <laughs> that was my idea to give that thumbs up. And I thought like, this is the perfect gift. You know what I mean? I didn't think they were going to put it in because I, because I obviously didn't give them like the thumbs up every single time or whatever. I gave yeah. them a lot of different takes, but I, I thought like, you know, one of the great things about knowing Star Trek is you know that it can hold some yeah. kind of goofy stuff, you know? Yeah. And I awesome. knew it could hold that thumbs up. And I was so, so happy that they decided to put it in. That That is it's very good. Yeah, awesome. You've gone down in history as a meme. So that's going to be <laughs> exactly <laughs> awesome. awesome. Going back on the influences on you personally, is there anyone out there, apart from obviously David Ajala, that uh, that you admire? Any role models, inspirations, kind of thing? Oh, you know, I think actually, like Kenny is such an amazing. Kenneth Mitchell is such an amazing role model for me, and and just human being. You know, getting to work with him on set. Uh, was a really, really incredible experience. And, and the way he was supported on set and, and brought back was really, really meaningful. And watching how he has navigated everything since then and this portion of his life, which is so deeply challenging and painful and how he hasn't lost his sense of humor, how he hasn't lost his sense of connection uh, and how he... Uh, you know, is is so invested in his family and so appreciative of all the people who have supported him during this time. And it's also just really amazing to see that the group of people who have come out to support him, who have been his lifelong friends, um, who are just like another group of amazing people that he obviously cultivated. You know, he just attracts uh, amazing people and, and they show up to support him. So yeah, Kenny. Kenny is is just a really amazing guy, and and I'm really lucky to know him. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought he was great at the end of season three, and I was really touched um, to see that they named a ship after him at the end yeah. of season four. Yeah. And yeah. his response to that was great as well. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. Awesome. Um, do you have any other interests that we might not know about outside of like Star Trek and D&D? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> it, man. I got to be honest with you guys. That's <laughs> it. It's it's Star Trek, D&D, and Type 1 Diabetes, man. That's, that's, really, okay. that's all I've got. <laughs> you guys have touched it for sure. Oh, well, fair, fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Um, DK. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was I was going to say that I see you broadcast your uh, Star Trek Online games on Twitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's one. Yeah, so I've been – I started streaming just because, like, I was looking for something to do. And, uh, yeah, I, I've been streaming basically Star Trek Online for almost nine months now, which has been amazing. Uh, you know, I've had a bunch of the developers on the show. I've been in the game, which was amazing. Uh, and it's just been so much fun and it's been so fun again to just sort of like integrate into this little community that loves this game, that knows it so well, that has all their inside jokes and, you know, all it's, it's been so fun to play this game, which is the most complex game I've ever encountered in my life. I don't know how anyone understands it. Um, and, 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 and have people guide me through it. And who are so excited. It's almost like, it almost feels like people are guiding me through watching Star Trek for the first time. You know what I mean? Where they're like, oh, you're coming up on this. Oh, this, you're coming up on this part. Like, oh, you're going to want to check out this part, you know? So it's been, it's just been so much fun and, and such a unique and, and fun and sweet experience. I've been playing it for a few months myself. So uh -huh. I'm completely simpatico with you yeah that you need yeah. to be guided I, through it because some of it you just, do you do yeah and and, and uh, it's so funny because it's like you know there's just some things where it's like you have to press this button and if you don't then you're you're just screwed and it's like yeah what are you talking about like <laughs> how would you ever know that in a million years it's like no you have to press this button and then of yeah. course when i'm playing the game i won't press the button and i'll have to like you know everything will get deleted or something horrible will happen and they'll be like i told you and i was like you guys are right. You guys are absolutely right. I did have to press the button. I'm, I'm regular on the forum saying, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> but yeah. weirdly enough, I was playing, for the first time, I played Stormfall this morning uh -huh. with your character, uh -huh. Rayit. Rayit. How, how does that feel to be yet another it's character great. in the Trek universe? It's, it was so much fun. You know, it was like working with Al who's kind of the lead there watching him sort of build this character and yeah, I don't know. It's just a blast, man. You know, it's just like super fun and uh, totally bizarre to like, listen to myself playing the game. I'm like, this is, this is honestly like very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so used to like listening to other people do it and be like, Oh yeah, there's this person. And I'm like, you know, say, oh, there's Kate Mulgrew. It's, oh, that's so fun. And then I like listening to myself and I'm like, this is absolutely bizarre. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I play it today and I was saying to Mike before you, you came into the room, it must be very strange playing yourself, fighting yourself. Yeah. 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 It was weird. It was totally weird, man. It was honestly extremely weird. <laughs> <laughs> nice oh, one. That's weird. Um, yeah, I would also encourage people to check out your Twitter for when you're kind of on Twitch playing Star Trek Online mm -hmm. and stuff because it's always Definitely. fun to uh, to take part in as well. So yeah, and just just time. to watch it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, this is perhaps a bit of a cliche question, but I was just kind of curious uh, if you could give one piece of advice to your teenage self or even the younger generation now, uh, what would it be? Do you think from your oh acting my journey? God, <laughs> what would I tell my teenage self? 
Uh, I would probably tell my teenage self to, uh, to, uh, yeah, not worry about where you go to college. You'll just have mm. a good time. I don't know. That's not a really good advice, but that's what I would tell him. I just, I just chill. You're fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Fair enough. Then. Um, do you have any? I was going to say, do you have any fond memories? What's the the, the fondest memory that you've had of your uh, acting career so far? Oh my gosh, my fondest memory. You know, I I will say it's not so much like memories, but I've made, you know some of my best friends who I'm in touch with today from shows that I've done, you know, like all of the people who I call up every week and check in on and have like really close, deep, meaningful relationships with have all come from plays that I've done. Uh, and that is just, um, kind of makes it all worth it. You know, it actually really is what it's all about. It's about like the people you kind of meet along the way. It's not, you know, how good your soliloquy with was, who cares? You know what I mean? So I really do think it, those are all the memories that I cherish is just like getting to know all these new friends and then continuing these friendships uh, long, long, long after the play closes. Who cares about the play anymore? Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I know you mentioned that you obviously you, you play Star Trek Online and it's kind of weird watching yourself in the game um, and i noticed that one of your stretch goals for the kickstarter as well was to watch back your three episodes oh, of discovery oh, um, so God. i was curious if you've done that yet or not I, no no that is like <laughs> that is the very last thing i will do because that is weird too because you know i don't know what the hell i'm going to talk about that whole time because i'm only in like you know 10 minutes per episode so the rest <laughs> of the time i'm just going to be sitting there watching it and then the time i am watching it myself i just have like a million things to say so i'm just blah blah blah, blah. i it's 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 very weird to watch yourself. I will say what is nice is watching myself with a prosthetic on. You don't get as like, you know, ooh, mm. you know, nitpicky in the same way. But you're like, well, who is that? What's going on there? You know, <laughs> and I shot that, you know, that was in 2019. It's getting on, you know. Oh, That's yeah. when I shot it. So I'm I'm it's it's we're 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 coming towards like, wow, that was a, that was a long time ago. You know, maybe, maybe in years, it's only been three years, who cares? But I think since 2019, it feels like a yeah. fucking long time. Yeah. So, 2020 was like seven you know, years, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, damn, did I do this like in 2001? Jesus. Fair enough. So have you yeah. recorded everything for all your episodes coming up then? Or? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. Everything is recorded as far as I know until that, you know, I mean, honestly, what probably will happen is they'll just like email me and be like, Hey, could you come in and do this? And I'll just say, yeah, sure. So as far as I know, everything's recorded, but I know nothing. So there you go. Oh, shit. That's fair. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, apologies if it's a bit of a personal question, but obviously um, you are married to the lovely Mary Wiseman, who plays Tilly on Discovery. Yes. Um, and you were a huge Trekkie since, like, youth, as you've mentioned. Uh, when she booked the gig on Discovery, was she a huge Trekkie, or was it like you had to educate her in the ways of Trek? I sat her down, and I had her watch <laughs> two things, because she had she had no turnaround. You know, there wasn't, like, she didn't have a year to prep. You know, she mm -hmm. had, like, she was working on a play, the play closed, and the next day she flew up to Toronto to start shooting. So... I had, you know, I had like, I had three, two hours. So I, I had her watch two things. I had her watch Trekkies with Denise Crosby. 
because I wanted to see what she got into. Other, I feel like people don't like that movie anymore. But when I was growing up, I watched that like fifty times, and I loved it. Yeah, I I loved that. I don't know. Uh, And then I uh, showed her the next gen episode, The Offspring, with Law. Oh wow! Uh, And I felt because I felt like that would appeal to her sensibilities as like sort of what Shrek can be. Um, And that was it. After that, I was like, honestly, like you are you you are the authority now you've been on the sh- you know you're you're on it you get to say whatever the hell you want you're good yeah yeah oh that's cool she was easily my favorite character i think from the off <laughs> very relatable star trek characters are always something that appeals to me yeah. i'm a bit of a dork so <laughs> <laughs> there you go um cool did you have anything else dk yeah, I was going to say, what's your impression of the, the the convention circuit? Is it something that you enjoy that you actively go out and you know take part in? I have, um, I've really loved the conventions because I went to conventions, and so I understand how meaningful interactions with these folks can be. You know, so especially early on, you know. Uh, meeting everybody and really getting a chance to give them your attention was a really special experience for me um because uh my cat is wants to get on uh because yeah because i i know how much that means to people and how much it meant to me when i was a kid um so it's been amazing you know it's kind of it's slowing down a little bit for me because i've kind of met a lot of people you know and there's only so many times you can meet the guy who did three episodes um, but it's always there, you know, it, it, it will always be there, especially now. So like, I don't feel early on, I sort of felt like I really want to get to every convention that I can while this thing is still fresh. And now it feels like, I, oh, I can go one year and not go the next year or, or something like that, or go to some conventions I haven't been to before. Um, but yeah, it, it's been great. And it's also been great to watch particularly, you know, the new discovery people and the new strange new worlds people interact with the fans because you know they're fresh at it and convention going is such a different thing than it was in 2001 when i was going and so they're just amazing at it as well which is really wonderful to see and wonderful to see that it doesn't feel like a chore for them it doesn't feel like um you know, they, they don't feel unhappy to be there where like, I feel like, you know, back in the 90s and aughts, there was such a, a stigma attached, it felt like you had to lower yourself to go to a convention uh, for a lot of actors uh, outside of the Star Trek community. Yeah. Um, so it's it's great to see that that not an attitude, but that sort of energy and that sort of like uh yeah that sort of thing just isn't there anymore and and everybody who's there both new and old is just super happy to be there which is which is fantastic that's awesome yeah well hopefully they and you feel the love from the fans because oh absolutely one of the most uh, positive parts of the fandom and yeah uh, on on a similar kind of related note to that do you still kind of geek out when you uh when you see like the discovery (laughs) casts and you obviously you hang out with a lot of them discovery casts are my friends so i don't geek out anymore (laughs) with them (laughs) Uh, okay. but, but when I meet anybody from, you know, pre 2005, mm. I'm definitely geeking extremely hard 
very secretly. Nobody knows, <laughs> but I know. And are you like the rest of us watching Strange New Worlds as a fan, just kind of geeking out week after week as well? <laughs> yeah, I haven't really tuned in much uh, to check it out yet, but I, I think it's awesome. And, and you know, I know Ethan and I know Anson, and, and I've had the chance to meet a, a couple of those other folks. I met uh, at the convention in Chicago. I met, you know, a couple very briefly, and they just seem fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I'm super happy for them, you know. seems like it's going amazingly well. Yeah, tech's going from strength to strength, thankfully, I think. Good. So it's good to see. Yeah. With regards <laughs> to that, do you have a favorite series? Oh, uh, favorite, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I tend to say Enterprise, you know. It, wow. It's more the series that I grew up on. You know, that was my week-to-week, 10-to-13-year-old series. So that really was my my bread and butter. And I also think, like, it really is the best and worst of Star Trek in a way that you can't, you can like, there are some just God awful trash episodes of next gen, which people like, like to ignore. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you can't ignore anything in enterprise. It's all there. You know, there's no, there's no cherry picking in enterprise, uh, which I, which I appreciate. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm actually so cool. glad you're enterprise fan. <laughs> it's really weird because i'm actually uh i'm, I'm re-watching enterprise season one and discovery season three at the same time so oh there you go <laughs> seeing those clashes very <laughs> different yeah very different sorry DK, so, I talk to... no 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 it's fine so what's what's next for you going forward have you got any i gotta finish up? this goddamn movie to be honest with you mm. yeah it's mainly focusing on that and focusing on fulfilling the kickstarter rewards as well uh, so that is like my next big undertaking because that's a lot to do. There's, you know, 700 backers. It's, I want to make sure everybody feels like, uh, they contributed to something that makes them, you know, that, 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 that justifies their contribution and that they get rewarded in the way that they deserve. So that's sort of what I'm working on these days. Nice one. I can't wait to see the film. Hopefully, it, yeah. uh, it gets out soon and we can uh, share it around and I'll spread the word. Posted. Good. I'll keep you awesome. posted. Definitely. Awesome. Um, yeah. Anything so, else? <laughs> no, I've got no more questions if, if my esteemed colleague hasn't. No, no, I was just going to say, I hope you uh, you start to feel better soon. I know you've uh, said ah, you've thank from you guys. a little bout yeah. of COVID and I can kind of uh, see you struggling, so I don't want to give you yeah, too long. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted but, to thank uh, you for, for giving us this time. Oh, my for, pleasure, uh, guys. And for kindly putting up with my DMs. I know I can get pain in the ass sometimes. <laughs> I think but, you uh, sent me four, so I think you're good. Don't worry oh, about it. Right. Well, I appreciate it. The, if you're ever in the Barcelona area, the drinks are on me. So Okay. <laughs> All right. That, I mean, just, that's an offer I'll absolutely take you exactly. up on. Just hit me up and I'll be your guide, man. And if, you're, right, ever near, uh, if you're ever near the northeast of England, near Newcastle area, I'll buy you honestly, a drink down here. I'll take that up too, man. <laughs> that sounds like a vacation. I know where I'm going this summer, man. We're going to Barcelona awesome. and then we're going to... Yeah, we're going to the north. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I, I just want to say I, I really did, really was impressed with you in Discovery uh, playing Rain. I thought it was a, a really cool character. And like I said, made an impact that I really was surprised it was only three episodes. And uh, I love that third season and you were a, a big part of it for me. So, again, thanks for coming on and talking to us. My pleasure, <laughs> guys. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, having yeah, me. Have good a luck great with day. everything. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So there we have it. That was our interview with uh, Noah Averbeck-Kurtz. Thank you for that, Noah.
absolutely charming bloke and hope to see him again soon in other projects looking forward to type one by the way so that's been the special episode of hit or miss star trek so uh, you can find the details our usual details below in the description not only ours but we'll put links into uh, noah's kickstarter and his charity work so you can find it whenever you need it uh going forward we will uh, we've got season three coming up uh We'll be looking at, I think, what's the theme? It's time travel this time, isn't it, Mike? Uh, yes, the theme of season three will be time travel. Uh, nice. We've already got a few, um, we've put a few feelers out and we've got a few kind of uh, episodes penciled in that we're going to be looking at, so do keep a lookout for that. Uh, it should be starting around, I think, September time. Uh, so, yeah, fingers crossed that goes well. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get some uh, some more interviews. So if anybody out there from the Star Trek world would like to be interviewed, please let us know. But we will be on the lookout for other guests. We've also got some more fun stuff coming up. That's more Mike's field. I'm not going to mention it. If Mike wants to talk about it now, I'll just keep it under suspense. That's it. Um, well, let's just see. If you're a fan of uh, competition uh, among Trekkies, <laughs> then you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And uh yeah, um, if, if anybody has been following me around the internet and you saw me on a channel called Who Game Shows, that might give you an impression of what we're doing, but obviously not Doctor Who related. So, yeah. Yeah. Or if you like to watch podcasters making a fool of themselves. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully see you for season three. And in the meantime, if we get any, any more special episodes, we'll be sure to let you know. But in the meantime, uh, remember, live long and live long and prosper. We are staffing. <laughs>